Audio is from The House in Rogers, Arkansas. More information about The House Church can be found at www.welcometothehouse.com. I don't know about you, but um, I love movies. I, I've said that. I like movies. And for the, all of those who did pastor appreciation last week, thank you so much. We got blessings, cards, movie tickets, hallelujah. And so, um, <laughs> man, it was good. And, and we're going to go do that. And, and we're going to go have fun. I'm going to take my wife out on you. It's great. And so... Uh, <laughs> It's good, but I don't know about you, but I love feel-good movies. I, I love feel-good movies. You know, when there's an issue or there's struggle, a team's not working together, and all of a sudden at the end, like everybody is, you know, there's synergy, everybody's collaborating, everybody's you know, like doing the same thing, they're all working together and toward the same goal, and I'm going to go ahead and just throw this out there to you. I'm going to throw this out to you. I'm convinced that everything is better with more. I'm just convinced that everything is. We found out in the movie Avengers, when you put everybody together, it's just better. Okay, and so from that moment, from that moment to this moment, it's just better together. And so I'm going to have you guys help me just a little bit. I'm, t- I'm talking about better together. That's kind of what I'm, I'm want to dive in. And I want us to think about today, better together. So if you can help me fill in a blank, I'm going to say something. You say something back. Okay, see how good we do. Peanut butter and? Jelly. Come on, y'all already gold star in it. <laughs> Batman and? Robin. Romeo and? Beyonce Ann, come on, y'all know what's up. Tom Ann, Turkey Ann, come on, we about to go there. Cookies Ann, come on, hallelujah, skin, this is anointed already. Coffee Ann, mornings, come on, I threw that in for you, baby. Uh, Coffee and mornings, coffee, some of y'all are just like coffee all day, every day. Don't stop it, keep it coming. You know, this shouldn't be surprising to us that we like things together. In fact, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, it said, And the Lord said, It is not good for man to be alone, but I will make a comparable helper to him. It's so easy for our hurts and our betrayal, people who hurt us or betray us or even our own mistakes, to isolate us and take us out of what God wants us to do and where he wants us to be. And so I want to look at a passage today, Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And we're going to read a few verses here. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And I want to walk through this as we talk today about being better together. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. You can turn there or we're going to put it right here on the screen. And it says this, And so it was the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of the Lord. And he stood by the lake of uh, Gennesaret, yeah, sure, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets, washing their nets. We got to stay on that point. Go ahead. And then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. Then he stopped speaking and said to Simon, Launch out to the deep and let's go and let your nets down for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. 
And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were breaking. Come on. And so they signaled to their partners in the other, in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats. So they began to sink. We got a problem. And Simon Peter saw it and he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. In the last verse, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of the fish which they had taken. I want to spend some time on this verse because I think it's going to help us be better together. Jesus, upon coming on this situation, he sees two vessels that are empty. Two empty vessels, and these vessels were made to glide across the water. They were made to fight the waves. They were made to, to cross the tide of the sea. Yet it's parked on the shore. It has the capacity, but it's parked. It has the ability, but it's parked. It was intentionally made to go on the water, yet right now nothing's happening in it. The truth is that Jesus sees our situation with compassion. His heart is to bring us back into the water, bring us back to where we're useful, bring us back to where we're thriving. That's what Jesus wants to do. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but here's what I want to let you know. You are not forgotten. That you are not overlooked. And I believe that God has something that he wants to do in your life if you will have the courage to get back in the boat and get back on the water. I think this illustrates so many things as we start talking about better together. And I'm going to talk about four points today. Two personal and two relational. But I saw this pan out as just a couple of weeks ago we did our house fest. And we, we threw a, a party basically for a lot of our kids. And we had over 250 people come and show up. And as the church was putting things together and people were saying, Hey, I'll do the signs. I'll do this. I'll serve here. And, and just to watch everyone as they were laughing and having a good time. And I, I, I would look around and I would see it didn't matter about age. It didn't matter if I was a millennial or if I was a veteran. You know, it didn't matter what age I was, what I saw was people engaging, having a good time. I even looked around and saw a few people praying for each other, encouraging one another. And I thought, come on, we're better together. We're better together. For me, this story that we just read encourages me so much because in a few short verses, Jesus shows us what he's willing to do with a willing vessel. He shows Peter that there's more in him and there's more out there than what he thought. You know, and I don't, I don't really know all the scenario of, of how long, but the Bible says that they had been out there all night and they were washing their nets. Can we talk about this just a little bit? Today I want to talk about four ways that we can grow better together. The first is, is this. And, and like I said, we're going to talk about two personal and two relational. But the first is this, allowing Jesus to position you into strategic places. You know, I think it's important for us that we allow Jesus to position us and to move us. Here is Peter washing his nets, being done, giving up for the day. I'm not saying that he may not have gone back in the water later on, but at this moment, there was nothing tangible that he thought was a benefit he was done he was washing his nets he was finished 
Proverbs 18 verse 1 says, A man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. Can I tell you this? The enemy loves for us to isolate ourselves, to be alone. And you know what? It happens because church hurts us. People hurt us. You know what? We, we, we thought when we were 25 years old or 26 or when we were younger that life was going to just work out on this metric, on this system. And all I had to do was dream an idea and then it would happen. But you know what? The reality is we all know that sometimes setbacks happen. Sometimes things that we can't foresee and can't control happen. And so what do we do when we made the, the, the attempt to go out and do something incredible, to do something great, and we end up with nothing? We end up nothing. I mean, the reality is Peter had less than when he went the first time. The first time he had hope. The first time he went out, he had an idea that, you know what, this is going to work. And if I just apply myself, if I just do my due diligence, if I have just a really good crew, then this is all going to work out. But he comes back, you know what, with a little less hope, a little bit more discouragement, empty nets, no money. You know what I'm saying? He has to think about walking home, getting into the house, and the wife asking him how to go. I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Sorry. The fish weren't biting. You better get out there and make them bite. <laughs> See, the reality is this. Jesus is about to ask a very big question. And, and I believe that today that big ask not only can get Peter moving, but it can get us moving again. This method that Jesus uses to encourage Peter to get back into the boat eventually is more about what Peter wants and what is going to unlock inside of Peter than Jesus. Jesus knows that if I can get Peter in this strategic place, that he is going to thrive, that he is going to grow, that things are going to happen in his life. Can I ask you this? Will we allow Jesus to position us in two strategic places you know what's interesting to me is that Jesus did not ask Peter to build a cake, bake a cake. He did not say, hey, you know what, I have this ministry and I really need you to go and I need you to run data on our ministry and so I really need an Excel sheet. What I'm trying to get you to see is what Jesus asked Peter to do is what Peter could do. He didn't, he didn't ask him to do these other things that were, were not even in his gifting, not even a, a passion in his life. What he asked him to do is get back and do what you do. You know, I feel like sometimes when we think about being in the ministry, we think about helping a church. Oh, they're going to ask me to go to Uganda. I know it. I know if I say I'll help the church, they're going to ship me off to some place I don't even know how to pronounce. And ah. But can I tell you that it's an interesting that, that what Jesus does with Peter is he just invites him back into what he can do and he changes his perspective from doing it for him alone, his own self, to doing it for Jesus. 
You know, I think that's very interesting as he was calling Peter back into deeper waters. And I don't know what your church experience is. It may not be any. And, and, and you may have grown up in church. But can I ask you, are you still someone sailing out to deeper waters? Have you decided to partner with Jesus and say, I'm going for the ride. As long as you're in the boat, let's keep going. Let's keep digging. Let's keep going. You know, listen, tell me where to throw the nets. I'll throw them on this side, on that side. Just lead me. See, allow Jesus to position you into strategic places. I believe that your businesses, your employment your family, all of those are strategic places. And here's the thing, you're not going into those places just blind. You're not going into those places just as a, a worker or an American or a family, uh, uh, just someone who's involved in family. You're going there strategically. I believe that you, when you show up, man, the light of the Lord comes and, and you're making a difference in the place that you're at. You're making a difference. Do, do your employees, do they feel like you're on an assignment? Or do they feel like you're clocking in or clocking out? Come on, I remember talking to this one person. I was going in there to get something to eat. and It was amazing the, the, the mentality that that they, they were serving food. And, and I said, oh, man, you having a good day? Oh, I can't wait to get done. And I was like, oh, man, you've been here all day? No, an hour. <laughs> I was like, you, you've been here an hour? Yeah, they just make me work all day. I said, they don't pay you? <laughs> yeah, they pay me. I was like, oh, I understand. I mean, I was like... I mean, I was shocked, but it's like how we walk to go to work, what we do, it's like it's all a burden. It's a, I have to work. Well, you can starve. I mean, I mean, uh, there, you got options. The reality is wherever we go, that I'm a mom, a dad, a grandma, I'm a brother, I'm a sister. You know what? No matter where we're at, I believe that God can use that. And those are strategic places for the church for the believer, for you? The second thing, as we talk about this, the second thing is that your decision to get in the boat will always open up an adventure like you've never known. If you'll jump in the boat, an adventure will happen for you. And a lot of people look at Christianity like, oh man, you're a Christian. You can't have any fun. Oh man. You, you Christians, y'all can't. The reality is, you can't tell me that that wasn't fun. Peter went all night and caught nothing, and all of a sudden, there is a catch so big that he can't. You can't tell me that there wasn't. Oh my God! I mean, you can't. Dang it. I mean, he wasn't disgruntled. He wasn't postal. He didn't. We weren't mad. He had to have been excited about, oh my Oh my God. That had to be exhilarating. It had to be a, an adventure. Listen, when God starts to move in your life, you move from what you need to do to what you want to do. Come on, God, God wants you to be free. We all desire to live in freedom and not be in bondage and not worry about what other people think and not be insecure. Come on, we all want to overcome our insecurities, our jealousies, our habits, our hangups. We all want to be free. Guess what? Self-help can't do that. Come on. You, you, many of you found out marriage 
doesn't always answer every one of your problems. Come on, if I just get married, uh-huh, wait. It's wonderful, beautiful, great. You know, the reality is, well, if I just have some kids, if I just have kids, your kids will break you. Listen, they love you and you love them. But if you think you're going to have a kid so that someone will love you, you need to go get a chia pet. You need to go get something. You need to get something that doesn't require anything from you because these kids will suck your life out. They want you to cook for them and clean for them and wash them and wash their clothes and do all of this for them. And you were thinking, I just want to hold a baby. <laughs> Listen, the reality is this, is that, is that when you get into a position where you say, God, I will jump in your boat. Uh, Jesus, I will follow your leading. I will allow and open my heart up to say, yes, I will do. I will go. I will serve. I will belong. I will become. I will engage. Your whole life begins to open up. Listen, I'm more free than I am now than I was when I was a kid. Listen, I had a lot of things that I was dealing with, and I know that you do too. Adopted from a foster home, parents got divorced, had learning disabilities, uh, uh, asthma, all of these issues that grew up that were all big for me. But the reality is this. I made a commitment to get in the boat, and sometimes it wasn't easy. Sometimes I didn't understand where we were going. Sometimes I thought, I could drive the boat or steer the boat better than, my, better than he could. You know, or he touches the oar and I'm like, stop it. You know? And I, <laughs> but the reality is, a life with Christ has been an adventure that's changed my life. And now we are all meeting each other because of this adventure. And I know that God has a plan for you personally. There are people that you don't know yet that you're going to minister life into and you're going to speak to and you're going to tell them your testimony. You're going to talk about what God's done in your life. And I'm telling you, it will open up what you never even knew was possible. I love it. We've only nine months old, and uh, this, this last, we do life groups, and we want you to be a part of life groups, and it's amazing because we've had seven different life groups. And what's amazing is I see couples coming together, touching ministry. And that is ultimately our goal for you is that you would meet Jesus, that you would find freedom, and that you would touch ministry because it's when you touch it that you begin to grow. And this is an adventure. It's not, I have to go to church Sunday. I want you to want to come. I want you, when you walk in, come on, I want us to chest bump. I want you to be excited about coming to church. You know what I'm saying? I, want, I, I don't know what, where you're at. You know what I'm saying? But back in my day, we are sending you a hold. You know what I'm saying? We like giving it some. You know, we, we, I want you to come in. I don't want our church to have worship. Where, uh, 
I want to clap. I want to sing. I want to hear people who should never sing publicly. I want to see people. And and here's the deal. I want to do it in a way where people can come that have never met Jesus. They're like, what's up with these people? I've never met a church that's happy. Come on, you've been to churches where people, it's like, dang. It's like somebody died and you stared at them. You know, they have got no life in their faith. Welcome to church. Glad that you're here. And you're like, I'm scared. It's like thriller. Listen. Listen, your decision to know Christ and jump into what God is doing will set an adventure. I have no idea which person in this group is going to be a next life group leader. I have no idea which person is going to be a, a next uh, a, a person that helps us do outreach. I, I, I got a text this weekend that said someone was really interested in helping with, with uh, the Saving Grace ministry and wanted to keep that going. I had another call today that said, hey man, Pastor, I really want to help out with outreach. And so now, here's what's happening. In nine months, we didn't know anybody and now we've got a room full of people that are like, sign me up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go change Northwest Arkansas. Let's go. Let's have a heart for Rogers. Let's have a heart for the schools. Let's have a heart for people. And let's see something happen. That's what makes us better together. Listen, the third thing is that you will accomplish what you will accomplish will directly be related to who's in your boat. You know, when I read this verse the first time as a kid, I thought it was just like Peter in like a flat bottom boat with Jesus and they were just having like some one-on-one time. This boat was big. They had a crew of like five or six in this boat. So even though it was Peter's boat, Peter wasn't the only one in the boat. There were other people involved in getting Jesus where he needed to be and going out and and driving out to the deep. In fact, if you'll look at this this verse here in Luke chapter 5, I'm going to turn there real quick because I, I want you to see just a section there that stuck out to me. And it's a very powerful word, word that will change your life. And it's in verse 6. It's not going to be on the screen because I'm in Proven. Uh, Luke 5, verse 6. This word will change your life. Check this out. And when they... And when they signaled, and when they did, Jesus said, go out to the deep, and they took the boat out to the deep. And then when the fish came, they got the other boat. Here's what's interesting to me is that Jesus saw two boats, and I think it was always in Jesus' idea that both boats were going to be on the water by the time he got done. Both boats were going to be moving. Listen, Peter, I'm going to have a conversation with you that gets a conversation with others, that maneuvers people out to the water, that then they get a catch, and now we're calling, and before we know it, we've got 10 to 12 people in the water excited about what God's... See, you can't miss our life groups. You can't miss what framework. You can't miss coming through because you'll hear stories and you'll hear testimonies about what God's doing and all of a sudden you'll be in a boat witnessing the catch and you'll go, oh my. 
That's different than just showing up to church and leaving. Listen, the reality is that what, what you can accomplish will be directly related to who's in your boat. Can I ask you something? Who's in your boat? When Peter said, hey, we're all, we're, Jesus wants us to, let, let's, let's go. Do you think that he had to deal with, what? We've been out all night and I ain't going. I'm not going. I'm not going. Listen, every time you want to take a step toward the Lord, do you have somebody telling you don't go? Every time, every time you have some, every time, come on, I'm trying to move, I'm trying to move forward, I'm trying to do what God's called me to do, and then all of a sudden, and listen, I want to be very, I want to be very understanding, because I'm not judging those people that don't want you to move forward in your relationship with the Lord. They simply just don't know what's on the other end. It's freedom. There's power. All of a sudden, there is this movement that happens in Peter, and it changes his life. Come on, somebody. Listen, you can't get there alone. Peter could not move this vessel by himself. There had to be other people involved. That's why we have a men's group. That's why we have a women's group. That's why we have all of these groups. I don't know if I want to be around church people that much. I get it. I get it. But here's the deal. You can't do it all alone. You can't do it by yourself. You can't. The enemy likes to come in and, and, and disgruntle and deceive and, and, and come in and bridge a wedge between us. We're better together. Can't do it on your own. In fact, Ecclesiastes 4, uh, 9 and 10 says this. For two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. The reality is, we're going to fall. We're going to fall short. But when you fall short, who do you want there? Silence? Who do you want there? Your thoughts? Who do you want the enemy there accusing you about all the things you've done wrong? Or do you want someone loving you saying, come on, let's go. Let's get up. Let's do this together. Let's get back on the field. Listen, it's important, the people that we put in our boat, it's important that they're moving us to deeper waters. Come on, don't do ministry alone. Don't do ministry alone. That's why we have uh, a partnership with Ark, which we've told you about. And then I don't know if y'all have met him, but Josh Robbie's right here. And he called, texted me yesterday and he said, hey, man, I'm in the area and, and I, wa I want to come by. See, I'm not, I'm not, we're not with an organization that doesn't just doesn't care. I've had four or five people texting me and calling me. In fact, when I get done with this service, I'm going over to Oklahoma City. And all Monday, I'm, I'm going to be trained. I'm going to be taught. See, I can't get there by myself. You can't get there by yourself. And that's the reality of doing life together. It's important. Listen, what causes us not to, not, not to allow people? Because we're in... A society that we love to be left alone. Come on, I don't want, I don't want our culture. We don't want your input. <laughs> I don't want your opinion. 
And there's got to be a place for life-giving relationships to help you move where you can catch something that will change your life. There's got to be a way for that. So, so I'm hoping that trust would begin to happen between you and us and that you would feel like the house is a place where you can come and trust that the word of God will be spoken, that you will be loved, and you will be taught. And because of that, in a year, you'll be somewhere different. In a year, you'll be somewhere different. The last thing is this. Is the harvest is too great for one crew to manage. Come on, the harvest is too great for one crew. And I know when you come in, you may think, oh, well, that church already seems established. We've only been here nine months. We're not established. We got a lot that we're going, come on, I want to be out of this building. I thank God for it. I praise God for it. I'm not begrudging it, but I can't wait till we're at two services. I can't wait till we're at three. Not so that I can pat myself on the back and people can gold star me. Oh, you're a church planner that do good. I don't care about that. What I understand is there's more ministry than one crew can get to. So if you sing, if you play, if you lead, if you study, if you've been in church, if you've gone to Bible school, if you know how to sow, serve, help, what I'm telling you is there's a place on this boat for you. There's a place here for you. Well, I just don't know how to get involved. We've made it super easy. <laughs> We've made it super easy. Come to Framework today, 2 o'clock. Go get, you, go, go get you a sandwich. Go get you a hamburger. Go get you a taco. Come back. And be here at 2 and, and, and hear the vision of what it is that God is doing here. And, and come through our framework and join our dream team and, and help us because the reality is, I don't know, but if you look around, we're somewhat full. Now, I, it's, here's what's interesting. Jesus did not give Peter what he could handle. He gave him more which caused other people to get involved. You hear what I'm saying? There are business leaders that I want to have a Bible study for. There are, there are uh, foster homes. There are things that we're going to do. There are things that we're going to be a part of in the future. And I am telling you, if you think that you're not needed, you are mistaken. Because what we're pulling up, we can't hold on our own. What we're pulling up, I can't do all by myself. Katie can't do it all. We can't pastor everybody. Had someone in our church getting a wreck the other day. Had someone, I mean, just different things happening in our church. And listen, we, we, we want to be there for people. Can't do it all. One crew's not enough. Come on. One crew's not enough. I need two vi- welcome mats. I need two visitor crew. I need a parking. Man, we're parking on the yard. I need parking. We, I, the reality is, Come on, there's more to do here. And I want you to see you be a part of this. Since we've started 45 salvations, 45 people have been saved, over 15 baptisms. People are joining, marriages are coming back together. God is doing something, and here is just what I want to tell you. We are better together. And listen, some days you'll have good days. And some days... Stress will happen at work. 
issue will happen in life. And it'll try to pull you away from coming and meeting here. But I can promise you this. Every time you come, there's going to be a change in your perspective. And God's going to move on you. And you're going to be able to feel like I can get back in the boat and move on. And move on. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. As we end here today, where are you at? Where are you at on this journey? Where are you at? Are you allowing Jesus to position you in strategic places? Your decision to get in the boat, do you, do you see that it's opening up a brand new adventure for you? You know what? Let me ask you this. Is, do you see that what God is doing in your life is directly related to who's in your boat? Do you know that the harvest is too great for just one crew? See, we're better together. And I don't know where you're at today. And as the band kind of gets set and we kind of wrap up this service, it is my heart. Yeah, I want you to like the service. I want you to laugh and I want you to have a fun time because I believe that church should be fun. But not only that, I believe church should be transformational. And I believe that the fun leads you into a message that ultimately causes you to make a decision. And here's the thing. We want people back on the water. We want people moving toward their destiny. We want people hauling in more than what they can handle. We want people in those spaces because that's when your faith is the most excited. Thanks for listening. To see what's happening at The House, follow us on social media at The House underscore NWA.